For the second time this season, the Arizona Cardinals could be facing a rookie quarterback. And the cards are back in black this Sunday in week five, looking to remain perfect. It's Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, with your 49ers Cardinals preview on Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fired up, rise up, Red Seeds, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you so much for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every morning as you check into your favorite team, the Redbirds, the team that's the only undefeated team in the NFL, Alex. And uh, it doesn't get any easier in week five after a tough test in week four that the Arizona Cardinals handled easily as far as the Rams. But uh, kind of some question marks, who's going to be in this game for the Cardinals side? Who's going to be under center in the shotgun for the 49ers? We're going to break it down. What looks best? What's the easiest path to victory for the Cardinals? And, of course, our full predictions, no. players of the game, and, of course, our Friday Five. Yeah, let me ask you a question. Um, the 49ers games feel more personal than the others to me. And I don't know exactly why that is. I think because, I mean, their fan base is terrible. We know that. I mean, the Rams were always the one that you strive to be like, at least in recent history. The Seahawks have always been the one where you're like buddies, and the games are always close, and they're always fun. And you don't know who wins. You know, the Arians uh, tenure had that long streak of winning in Seattle, just unbeknownst to any sort of rationality that that would happen. Usually it was the second or uh, last game of the season. But the 49ers are just like, you just want to kick their ass. And I don't know why. Maybe that's a progression over the course of time where it's changed. But it, ugh. When I think of the 49ers, like that's the one interdivision I'm just like, you're dumb. It's uh, you know, I I mentioned I mentioned it on the on the Thursday crossover, and you know, it was kind of met with not resistance, but it was like maybe, and not, and I don't want to say smug because I'm never, I'm not gonna call our our counterparts over at uh, Lockdown Forty Nine ers smug, but like when I said, you know, this is a game you, where you can throw out the records, and it's it's that rivalry. I think that there's the that Niners fans kind of turn their nose up at the Arizona Cardinals. Like when I asked Brian Peacock if he saw any similarities between Cliff Kingsbury and Kyle Shanahan through two seasons going into their third, despite all the data that shows there are a lot of similarities. Like the 2019 Niners were undefeated at this point in the season. The Cardinals are undefeated at this point in the season. There's a lot to be excited about, but they kind of like were like, how dare you? How dare you compare Cliff Kingsbury to Kyle Shanahan? Not my Kylie. Not our guy. Not my Kylie. Not Kyle Shanahan. How dare you? Who was significantly had he had significantly more losses than Cliff Kingsbury at this point in his career. Kyle Shanahan is a losing machine. Let's not forget about that. Like he's, if you need somebody to to lose double digit games, there's nobody better in the NFC West than Kyle Shanahan coach teams. He's only not done it once, and uh, you know we'll see what this what this season has in store for him. But the 49ers is when I look at this and I look at the Niners season, you know, the Green Bay game is intriguing to me 
because I remember watching that game and it was a tight contest. And by God, you know, they had a lead with 37 seconds left and they lost because Aaron Rodgers is a magician. But like, I don't know how the Niners got up in that game. Like they didn't do anything spectacular, especially on the offensive side of the football. And they kept it close, but it wasn't like they were excelling on the defensive side or they were excelling and moving the football. It was a, a pretty unspectacular uh, effort. And then obviously Green Bay was able to kind of pull it off at, at, at the end of it. I, I just don't know. Maybe I'm sleeping on the Niners too much. Uh, I don't feel like we're being overconfident, as we've been called. But uh, I don't know. Maybe you can shed some light on it. I don't know. I mean, I think that George Kittle's been quiet. Um, he hasn't been used like when um, – Oh my God! What's the guy's name? When the quarterback from last year, uh, who came in, Nick, whatever his name is, Nick the Mullins. third string, yeah, Nick Mullins, he would just feed the beast, feed the beast, and he was just a machine. Ten catches, 180 yards, two touchdowns, just rinse and repeat. It seemed like um, the offense isn't humming. Raheem Mostert being out, you don't wish injuries upon anybody, so that's obviously not a knock. Um, everybody's hurt on that team always, yeah. and it's not an excuse, but it's also kind of an excuse where they're like, you know what, if this were different, if this were different, if this were different. The thing is, though, looking to Sunday, we can talk as much crap as we want about Kyle Shanahan and his Yeezys, but we know that their defensive front seven is maybe the best in football. We thought Washington football team was going to be. That's obviously been kind of um, disproven through the first four weeks of the season this year. They're really good up front, and that's their strength and their offense, whether it be the Yak Bros or whoever is going to try and carve up this secondary that's impressed a lot. It's really going to come down to that. That's their focal point. So regardless yeah. of who's quarterback, regardless of whatever, regardless of Trent Williams, who who pra- uh, practiced on Thursday, seemed to be ready for, for the game on Sunday, that front seven is their heartbeat on their 1-53 to roster on Sundays. It's kind of like what we said going into the season for the Arizona Cardinals because there's so many questions about the defensive secondary, the cornerback room where that front seven has to be special. And the Arizona Cardinals front seven has been special in its own right. But, like, have the Niners, are they at that level? Can they play at that level, you know, for 60 minutes on Sunday enough to keep the Niners in this game with this high-powered offense that's leading the NFL in basically most major statistical categories, yards for sure, and points per game. So, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. Like, a shootout, that's that's you, I don't think the Niners want to come in to State Farm Stadium and get into a shootout because if they do have Trey Lance or Jimmy G under center, uh, it doesn't it does that doesn't fit their game. I don't think consistently can't they can't get enough string together enough drives in a row to keep up with the Arizona Cardinals in how they've played the last four weeks. Agreed, and I'm gonna still say it until like the way to not play smash ball the game is to continue to put 35 points a game against any defense that's in front of you. There were two bad defenses. There were two okay defenses, both of which the Cardinals took advantage of. You know, Minnesota, they got lucky at the end, but they put up a 30-burger, put up 35. Um, you know, they're averaging 35. So, yes, sure, put up more points than anybody expect you to put up on a game-by-game basis in week five, and you're going to win because San Francisco can't do that. But – that doesn't mean that the Cardinals can't win 17-13 either. Like, we're starting to see that they're able to win games that, I mean, they had no business being in the Minnesota game whatsoever after how it started. But that shows maturity. It shows growth. It shows Kyler Murray's ability. It shows Cliff Kingsbury's ability to call the right plays at the right times, whether they're, you know, executed or not. Like, that's 
we, those are large growth points that we wanted to see when the season started. But this game is going to be ugly one way or another. And I just don't like – they're a smash-mouth team on defense. Fred Warner is the up-and-coming best linebacker in the NFL. He's going to supplant Bobby Wagner at some point in the NFC West. Nick Bose is great. You know, like it's – they have their pieces on defense, which is where the Cardinals are going to have to overcome because Arnold's defense – See, should be able to somewhat handily take care of this offense, at least from having them, it, it, as long as you don't give up the big play to Debo or Brandon Ayuk, right? I mean, that's... Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And Debo seems to be, especially with George Kittle, who uh, did not practice once again on Thursday. He's nursing a calf injury. It's like George Kittle, it seems like he's been nursing a calf injury or some injury for the last couple of seasons, especially when it comes to play the Arizona Cardinals. Um it, it 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 they are short on playmakers and uh as far as can they get playmaking out of their quarterback position if Trey Lance starts and does that is that the route that they should go especially with Jimmy G not practicing who should the Arizona Cardinals want to face come Sunday let's get into that conversation plus coming up later in the show we're going to get into our predictions our players of the game our Friday five where we're going to look at the spreads the odds on this contest from betonline.ag and speaking of betonline.ag the spread is five. The Arizona Cardinals, I think, came out of the gates at five and a half point favorites. They're at five. The over-under for the contest, 49 and a half. I think it's the first game all season that the Arizona Cardinals total isn't over 50. So uh, it's a little bit of a low-scoring affair. Probably going to be one of the higher totals in the NFL. Some other interesting prop bets that you can make. But if you want to make any bets on this contest, if you feel like the Cardinals are going to roll or you think it's going to be tight, BetOnline.ag is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Some great college football games this weekend. So with the new updated site, interface, even more odds, props, contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website, use your cell, sign up today, get a 50% welcome bonus. So if you put in 100 bucks, you get 50 free bucks to help build your stack. It's not even your cash. You can, you can do whatever you want. You can be reckless out there with this $50. <laughs> do whatever you want. And it could hit. It could pay off. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On. One word to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, Major League Baseball playoffs. It's going to be the NBA soon. Your favorite casino games as well. Take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. I mean, that was the best bet online live read you've ever done. Thank you. Thank you. you it know, came from they've been, yeah, it did. <laughs> Just being reckless. Just be reckless. <laughs> That's because of what I was I was da- downright just reckless with my my free uh, my fifty percent uh, welcome bonus. I'll tell oh, you what, makes me laugh. I hit first week, and then the next week it was gone, yeah. gone, just like that. Me. Arizona Cardinals taking on the San Francisco 49ers Week Five. Cardinals four and zero, last undefeated team in the NFL. The uh, it, it's a tradition from the Miami Dolphins. The seventy two Dolphins, Alex. Last undefeated team all the way through, all the way through. I mean, obviously, we had the Patriots a couple of years ago, over a decade ago, actually. Um, they they went 16 and 0 in the regular season, of course, lost to Eli Manning, David Tyree, a guy who worked at Block or Best Buy for a little bit afterwards, <laughs> catching a football with his helmet. Uh, the Giants beat the Patriots, they went 18 and 1. The Arizona Cardinals on Sunday just have to avoid what the Dolphins do each and every season, that that perfect season doesn't happen, they pop champagne. Avoid them popping champagne on Sunday. Yeah, you know what they need to do for the rest of the season to stay on this pace? Score more points than every other team that they play. Every game. 
yeah. every game. And Let's you know see. what? That <laughs> record might change. But if you're the 49ers, who gives you the best chance to score more points? Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance, the rookie? Uh, I saw somebody mention in the comments, oh, well, Cardinals traditionally don't play well against rookie quarterbacks. I mean, we just saw them play very well against the rookie quarterback in, Trey, in Trevor Lawrence. I don't think that Trey Lance, they're part of the same draft class. They were just There was just two spots in the draft that separated them in 2021. But I don't even think that Trey Lance, as far as um, playing at this level, is anywhere near Trevor Lawrence, especially throwing the football. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, I, but, I mean, like, it, it's more closely uh, compared to um, – Jalen Hurts from last year, you know, where Jalen Hurts put up really good numbers against the Cardinals. That was a closer game than it should have been. Um, I don't like, I, I just think that Jimmy G, he adds stability and they can run the ball more. He has a more control over the offense. And you can, like, if you're starting Trey Lance, Jimmy G ain't coming in the game. No. Like, if you're starting Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance has packages. Especially, you know, first and goal from the six or whatever, you bring him in and he does his thing and, you know, the whole thing. It's just, it's, you have a lot more um, offensive capacity play calling wise if you start Jimmy G and bring Trey Lance in package wise. I'd much rather see Jimmy G because, you know, it's, he's a, he's a sitting duck target in, you know, more than Trey Lance would be. Yeah. But at the same token, I think that if Jimmy, Jimmy G gives them their, a legitimate chance to come out and win this and run their offense. And like you said, Trey Lance being a part of those packages adds an, adds another wrinkle to it. I think they just become uh, a little bit tougher to game plan for than where, I mean, are, are you going to tell me that Trey Lance is somehow at this point in his career, we saw him against Seattle and Seattle's not the best decent defensive football team in the league by any stretch. Right. And he struggled against them. Uh, he came alive kind of at the end, made some big plays, but it, it really didn't matter as far as that game was concerned. Um, I, I don't think he he can find a rhythm. I don't think he has the ability to find a rhythm at this point. I don't think he really even had to find a rhythm when he was playing at North Dakota State. So, like, Ryan Tannehill week one had an absolute nightmarish game. Like, the Cardinals made him uncomfortable. It was their best performance, obviously, the six sacks, five sacks going to, Ch to Chandler Jones. And then you had Kirk Cousins, who's getting the ball out quickly. There's no way Trey Lance is going to be able to get the ball out at the, you know, with the quickness that Kirk Cousins did. It was he was unreal, and Kirk Cousins has been in that system for a long time. Trevor Lawrence looked rough. He threw two bad interceptions, especially the pick six to to Byron Murphy. And then you had Matthew Stafford, and the Arizona Cardinals got him off his spot just a little bit, and he was missing throws all over the field. So I I, I find it hard to believe that at least in the passing game, that Trey Lance is going to find any kind of rhythm enough to consistently march this Niners team down the field and, and, and you know, have consistently consistent drives and, and score enough in order to keep up with this Cardinals offense. But that's, I mean, that's not their game. Yeah, okay, fine. So their game is playing defense and running the ball and controlling the clock. That, that's what their game is. Um, sure, they have some vertical elements. Debo Samuels had two really long touchdown pass uh, catches this year on broken coverages or whatever. I don't really bother myself watching a lot of 49ers football. But, like, you're right. I mean, it's it's the it's the uh, catch. I mean, it's completely eliminating 
their game plan is the is the offense's job, the Cardinals' offense's job. You know, yeah. their game plan is to run the ball, control the clock, keep their MVP front runner or one of them on the sideline for as long as possible. That's the goal. And what you've seen over the course of the season so far with the Cardinals is 50% of the time their de- run defense is good, 50% it's terrible, like not good. And, and we, like, so we've seen it in every game. Yeah, and I feel like the first play from the opposing offense like sets the tone. Like if the, the game against Minnesota where they, they struggled, they hand the ball off and Dalvin Cook gashes him for like nine nine yards. The previous week, Derrick Henry was taken down for a, a tackle for a loss. You know, and then and then we've seen like Jacksonville, they get hit for like two, three yard. It was like it was Henderson last week and he got hit for, you know, three or four and they contained the run. And it was like, okay, you know, the Rams had a little bit of success. And if you look at back at the film, it's like they got away from the run way too too early. But I yeah, I just I, I think that if if the Niners go run heavy, that benefits the Cardinals too, because you're taking out their best offensive weapon in Debo Samuel. Like if the offense works, if the Cardinals offense works, though, you don't want to play a low scoring game with the 49ers. They play ugly. No, 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 you know, yeah, you yeah. don't. So it is all predicated upon the offense ability to have sustained drive to score. Well, it doesn't even have to be sustained drive. Score a bunch of points yeah. like that's what's going to get San Francisco off their rocker. If you're going to be in the 30s total points scored, that's San Francisco's turf. Regardless of how well the Cardinals have played so far, regardless of how mediocrely the 49ers have played so far. I mean, they haven't played anybody. Who'd they beat? Philly? Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, but the thing is, this is a perfect game to, for the NFL to remind everybody that every week is different. The NFL humbles you. You've said that a couple times over the last few days. The NFL, you look at a team, division rival, Cardinals are flying high. This is a perfect situation where everything just magically changes. Where Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk come into their own together in the same day. George Kittle, if he plays, is a terror. Who's going to stop George Kittle if they start using him correctly? Like, yeah, it's but, not even about really the quarterback. It's Buda about Jalen Thompson. Yeah, well, and Buddha loves Buddha loves tackling um, <laughs> tight ends that are much bigger than him. But yeah. it's like, is Kyler Murray like? Are they going to try and feed DeAndre Hopkins more, or are they going to shut down AJ Green a little bit more? And then you're going to have to kind of decide. Like the offense has been seamless, aside from Kyler Murray's a couple of interceptions. They haven't really had any sort of real resistance, obviously. Yeah. So if the resistance shows, we're going to kind of see can the Cardinals step to the challenge because the Cardinals go five and zero. Oh. I mean, that is a big deal. Two and zero oh in inner division with two teams they've struggled with in recent history. Like it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal, no doubt about it. And uh, this would be, I think, the the fourth game out of their five where they're facing a new defensive coordinator. That's a pretty good advantage for uh, an offense that has its play caller in place for the third straight season. And yeah, and who would have thought that the Cardinals are the the poster child of stability in the NFC West? As you mentioned, like that's yeah, they're, they're the poster child of stability as yeah. of as of this year in the NFC West because Seattle's a mess. I don't know why because Pacific Northwest people don't pay attention to it. They're a mess structurally. Right, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you're it, right. that's a good it's point. Tough. When you're when you're paying that quarterback that much money and you're playing paying a safety that much money, I mean, it's tough to put together rosters. I mean, we'll probably see it. Things are going to get a little hairier once Kyler Murray is going to come in. You know, close to forty million dollars a year and close to twenty <laughs> yeah. percent of the salary cap. It's going to yeah. be wild. 
Well, Brock, Alex Clancy, Lockdown Cardinals, one of the keys, the biggest key stats that I've seen so far through four weeks to uh, kind of highlight and plays a big role in the Arizona Cardinals' success, and it's gonna, it needs to continue on Sunday. Plus, our predictions and our players of the game and our Friday Five. It's Lockdown Cardinals, and uh, Cardinals are best team in football. Why not celebrate with the best-tasting protein bar, Alex? Built Bar. <laughs> Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar on the planet. Did you know the Built Bar has so many delicious favors? They've got nine. Coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. And they've got this, this special order that I'll talk about in a second. 17 to 18 grams of protein for all of them. The calories range from 130 to 180. Less than 5 grams of sugar and less than 5 grams of net carbs. And they're all chocolate covered and they all taste good. So order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. We've talked about that during the Olympics. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Nine Built Bar flavors, same amount of times, amount of flavors as Kyler Murray's been hit by opposing defensive players this season. That's according to Johnny Kinsley. Uh, brick wall blitz on Twitter. Total QB hits allowed through four weeks of football. Arizona Cardinals have allowed just nine. That's the best in the NFL. The Arizona Cardinals have allowed the least amount of times that their quarterback has taken a lick from the opposing defense. I don't think I, that we've ever uttered those, maybe beyond one game of the NFL season. This offensive line is playing at a high level. Uh, and there's so many reasons to, to you know, celebrate this in in many of the players on the line i mean but you believe there's one guy to really highlight it's rodney hudson baby yeah i mean there there is no like so let's it's a ripple effect obviously so number one let's go back to last year this is exactly where the cardinals offensive line was last year but kyler murray was running the ball exponentially more times and was out of the pocket exponentially more percentage wise than he is this year he's eaten in the pocket he is eating in the pocket, and that's because the offensive line has been great. I call this the, the center position on the offensive line the spine, which allows the rest of the body to move with flexibility. DJ Humphreys has been worth every single dollar of that contract and maybe 30 or 40% more, right? I mean, there, there's no question about that. Yep. And he's probably going to retire a Cardinal. They're probably going to give him an extension. Maybe at the end of this year, we'll see what, what the salary cap restrictions are. Kelvin Beecham has been a vision on the right side, even though he didn't play last week. Josh Jones is upwards up there in all these all these percentage records. Uh, pass block, is that what it was? Yeah, pass block win rate. I mean, he's but he was also played one game. Okay, so obviously the, the sample size is a little bit low, but they did move Max Williams over there. They, they moved Daniels over there right after he got his ass chewed out two, two plays in a row. And then it's just working with Justin Pugh on the inside because he doesn't have to do as much because Mason Cole isn't getting false starts from the center position. Yeah, look, that's that's a big that's a big thing there. I mean, as far as Rodney Hudson being there and being uh, well, do you think that's what it is, or do you I, think it's something else? There's a ton. There's a ton. I mean, as far as the continuity from the offensive line, you know, going into from 2019 to 2020 and seeing some familiar faces stay and continue to be in there, sure, like the performance wasn't there at that time, uh, and they started to work together kind of know, develop that rapport with their quarterback. And it's tough to block for guys that run as much as Kyler Murray, like to know where they are 
and nowhere to pick up defenders and open up rush lanes. So I think that they're, the continuity is huge. And then adding a guy like Rodney Hudson, who's just a beast. And I think I saw that he hasn't even given up a quarterback pressure this year, which is absurd from the center position. I mean, what he's doing and Josh Jones is doing and Justin Pugh, who took a pay cut this year to stay in the desert. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, DJ Humphreys and them kind of figuring it out as far as the other tackle position. I mean, it's this offensive line. I don't think anybody's who's followed this team and ever since they moved to the desert, seen it um, offensive line play at this level. And it's well, not yeah. going to be pretty like pro football focus ratings, but who cares? The yeah. one set that matters is the one we mentioned nine times. That's yeah. It. Yeah. And they didn't have to spend the money that Cleveland did. They didn't have yeah. to spend the money that Kansas City did, especially. Kansas City's a little different because they had everything else in place. And, you know, they added every single player on the offensive line of any big sort of name. Joe Tooney, they traded for Orlando Brown, right? Like they, they've done a, right? They traded yeah. for Orlando Brown. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, they've done their due diligence in that respect. The Cardinals. Like, sure, they extended Rodney Hudson, but he wasn't getting paid that much from the center position because he's right. old, so they didn't have to pay him. Kevin Beecham was one year, two mil, two years back-to-back. Josh Jones is a rookie, and Justin Pugh took a pay cut. Yeah. So this has the makings. Like, And I've thought about this, and I know we're going to get to the game in a second, but yes, you're right. The offensive line has been stellar, nine, nine hits. I would extend everybody on this roster right now. <laughs> Like James Conner showed, like through four weeks, it's enough of a sample size to say, you know what? When this guy's healthy and he's not the bell cow, which is the worst terminology, that and gunslinger. I don't know if we talked about this. Two worst football terminologies on the planet. When he's not the focal point of the run game, he's stellar. AJ Green, have him retire a Cardinal. Two-year, 10 mil, six mil guaranteed. Sign him up now. You know, like like we've seen enough from every single person on the offensive side, as we mentioned says, you know what, it was the right move by Steve Kime. And he's still, now over two years, a top 10 GM in the NFL. Even though he didn't really um, address the cornerback position, we'll see what happens through the last 13 games of the season because we still got a track. Yeah. But I mean, everything's worked. When everything's hit, worked. When you hit on draft picks, it makes life so much easier. Like, <laughs> you know, it, when, when guys like Josh Jones work out, you don't have to go out onto the free agent market and spend a lot of money on a guard or a tackle to bring in and now you can start to look forward to the draft and like okay they can be they can continue to be creative and they can just take you know impact players in the first round even though Zayvon Collins is a guy that we haven't seen a lot from and I have a theory I don't think Zayvon Collins played a lot last week because uh the, the Rams are spreading it out a lot especially in the second half they were just throwing the ball a lot we just didn't see a lot of Zayvon Collins and Jordan Hicks continues to play well all right let's get into this game yeah. Uh, the spread has changed a little bit. It came out. I think it's. I don't think it ever reached six. It was at five and a half for most of the week. It's at five now. Uh, we're getting into our Friday five. Arizona Cardinals five point favorites at home. Um, you like it at all? Arizona Cardinals home favorites five points. Potentially rookie quarterback starting for the Niners. I'm not used to talking about it this way. <laughs> I'm not used to seeing a minus before that number. Like right. even last year, it just felt weird. And the numbers are getting bigger. Um, and they don't feel good in one game this year, right? Or they've only been dogs in one game, right? And that was the opener. Were no, they there dogs? were dogs against the Rams. Right. Correct. Sorry. Yeah. So two. So, but yeah, so two and two, um, you know, and I think there were very little favorites against Minnesota. Like, I don't think it was more than a field goal. Um, 
I'm not comfortable t- giving this many points. Like, not regardless of if they were like, it doesn't matter. It's inner division. It's the 49ers. Like, they this is their Super Bowl through five weeks. This is the one that's going to get them up the most, even though it's Green Bay. It, ugh, like, I'm looking at like 23, 20. Like, I'm I'm taking like I, no, I, I do not think that the Cardinals cover. I do not think they cover. I mean, that's I the think they'll win, but I don't think they'll cover. That was the opener in 2020, wasn't it? I mean, it was it was basically that type of a game. Uh, it was back and forth, and the Arizona Cardinals had to make some big plays. It was 24-20. You're looking at kind of a season opener type spread. I mean, San Francisco. I mean, this is a big game. If they number one, if they lose, you know, this is a team that's going to be two and three, and they're going to be trying to figure out what they're going to do at the quarterback position for the rest of the season. You know, at two and three, do they just put Trey Lance back there and keep him back there? Uh, they've got Indy, they've got Chicago, so maybe they got a couple other opportunities before facing the Arizona Cardinals again. But, you know, this is a big game for them, and it's going to kind of change the trajectory or direction that they go for the rest of the season. Um, you know, I think five, I, I would probably, if, if, if I had to, if I was pressed on it, and, you know, if I'm going to be reckless with my betonline.ag 50% welcome bonus, you rascal, I'm going five, I'm taking the five for the Arizona Cardinals. Look, okay. I'll, and, and I'll take the Cardinals to cover. Uh, the the over under I mentioned in the live read it's the lowest all season long forty nine and a half the Arizona Cardinals total forty nine over and over under you are going to have to get some scoring from the Niners even if the Arizona Cardinals reach the thirty point uh, level again for the fifth straight season week I don't trust it I just yeah. it, like and it's not because I don't want it to happen I'm not being negative okay so shut up I'm not being negative when I'm not rainbows and butterflying out of my keister every time I talk about the Cardinals. It's hard to score 30 points in a game. It's hard to score 30 points in a game. And the Cardinals, the fact that they've done it, I would love to say, you know what? Bring it. Cool. They'll score 30 every game. Let's be real here and realize there's not momentum from week to week in the NFL. This is going to be a very, very difficult game because the 49ers defense is really good. It's really good. I mean, and they it, gave up 33 to Detroit. They gave up 30 to Green Bay. Good offense, okay? But 33 to Detroit, they were up 48 points, like, with two minutes left, right? They almost lost. It okay, was, but that's that's kind of a misnomer a little bit. I It's just, look, Robert Sala is no longer the defensive coordinator for this, for this team. True. Robert Sala, it was one of his last games he was the D.C. for this team in Week 16 last year. It was one of the worst losses for the Cardinals. Yeah. It was a tough loss because they lost to a third-string quarterback, essentially, but Robert Sala inspired those guys on that sideline and in that defense. And D'Amico Ryans hasn't shown that he's that guy yet. And uh, I think the Arizona Cardinals, this offense, like, yeah, Nick Bose is fine. And Fred Warner is really good. But the the back end of that, I mean, we might see Josh Norman if he's healthy. Like, come on. It's it's not 2015 any longer. It's, it's 2021. I just think that the Arizona Cardinals, their offense, like there's not enough players on the San Francisco 49ers defense to keep up DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore. I, it's good. And the reason why 23 is the number is because that's field goals and not touchdowns. They could get down to the goal line. They could get down to first and goal. Do it again. Yeah. Do it again. You do it this week. You do it against Cleveland next week. We're going to have a completely different conversation about this team and this offense. This could go down as a historical offense if they continue to go on this trajectory. 
that's rivaling the 2013 Detroit uh, Denver Broncos, where, he, where Peyton Manning threw seven touchdowns against Baltimore, a good defense in week one, and they never looked back. Like, these next two weeks are everything for this season. If they win these next two weeks with San Francisco at home and then Baker Mayfield being hobbled with a torn labrum on his non-throwing shoulder on the road, we're having a completely different conversation about the Arizona Cardinals as a whole. Get it done Sunday, regardless of how it happens. Matt Prater, I think, is going to have an integral role kicking field goals instead of them scoring touchdowns because that front seven is so good and it gets magnified inside the red zone. That's yeah. all. Kyler Murray terrorized the Niners two games last year on the ground, 75 yards rushing, 91 yards rushing, respectively. It's rushing total, 31 and a half, according to betonline.ag. Last week, we told you to take the over. He hit it. Squeaked, right? Yeah. Well, he hit it. Uh, it was it was earlier in the game. It was uh, a 16-yard run, right? The 18-yard run that did it? No, it was after that. I think it was uh, to start the second half. He hit 34. I think the, was it 33 and a half? Yeah, it was 33 and a half, yo. 31 and a half. And uh, I think he, I think he probably reaches it. Not like, not because he's going to be under pressure a lot. I just think that it's, he's had a lot of success getting, you know, run the football against the 49ers and they might even try to get him to utilize his legs come Sunday. See, that's interesting. Like yeah. why aren't more teams making him run more? It's like having a point guard be your leading score. Like, remember yeah. it was Steve Nash when he put up a 40-burger during that playoff series? Was it yeah. in San Antonio? I can't remember. And mm -hmm. and the Suns lost the series because that was the goal. Make him do everything. Yeah. And the offense stops. A little different with football because it's a little bit more stagnant play to play. I'm going to take the under. I mean, yeah. I think that Kyler Murray's in his own with this offensive line where he doesn't have to throw the ball or doesn't have to run the ball. We had Steven Bach on two days ago, and he didn't. Kyler doesn't want to run the ball. Right. Yeah, and he's he doesn't been want to. He's talked about it this yeah. week. Yeah. You know, yeah, he doesn't well. want to. It's so just, if he can if he can do it without it, Aaron Rodgers, all he does is tightrope that line of scrimmage. He runs to it, tightropes, and finds somebody. Patrick Mahomes, the same thing. Just I'm going to take the under. All right, I'm going over. You're going under. I took I got one bet that I I'm almost hundred percent. You're going to take the over on it. Last one of the day. Give it no to me. All predictions. AJ Green receptions three and a half over. <laughs> on. Put a zero on the left side of that period, man. Yeah, uh, I'm taking the over. AJ exactly. Green is going to be Larry. It is going to be Kyler Murray. He is going to be what Larry Fitzgerald, what we wanted Larry Fitzgerald to be for Kyler Murray, but just younger, more verticality at this point, just a completely different football player. But AJ Green is going to be the bell of the ball more times than not as that wide receiver two going forward. Yes, he, he had. Uh, see, he's had five catches in his last two each game, respectively. So he's yeah. had ten over in the last two games. He's had six targets each game. Yeah, I think three and a half, he reaches Oof. that easily. Yeah, And six like targets is a sexy wide receiver two number when you have two other options. Like, that's wide receiver 1A target share. Yeah. All right, so you don't like the over. Correct. You don't like minus five. What's your what's your prediction for this 23 game? 23-20 Cardinals. And Matt 20. Prater, it may be a game winner. It may be, like, I think that they're going to get close, and it's going to be Ben don't break for San Francisco, and they're going to be kicking more field goals than they've grown accustomed to through the first couple of weeks. I hope I'm wrong. Again, yeah. I don't want that, you know? But, yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. 20 so Matt, 20 Cardinals. That's your offensive player of the game then. Yeah. Raider, yes. And then let's go defensive player of the game. <sighs> Can I steal yours? <laughs> I'm going to steal it. I'm going to steal right. it. It's going to be Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones is going to make – an appearance again. We haven't seen him in a couple weeks, even though he's been on the field. Um, 
This is going to be sack master Chandler Jones, crab cakes and football Chandler Jones on Sunday again <laughs> to up that up that sack total where it's been kind of stagnant since week one. What about you, Bo Brock? Yeah, offensive okay, player so of the game. Offensive player of the game, I think it goes to Rondale Moore. Oh. I don't think there's enough guys in this defensive secondary. He's going to get oh. going north and south at State Farm Stadium. Last time we saw Rondale Moore at State Farm Stadium, he was running wild against the Minnesota Vikings. I like more of that. This week, more of that. Yeah, see what I did there, and then, uh, and then you've got the defensive side of the ball. I, you know what? I don't disagree with you. I think that, uh, especially if it's Trey Lance, make his life just a living hell back there. But man, it's got to be somebody in this defensive secondary that's going to continue to create some turnovers. I think Buda Baker maybe gets his hands on a football this week. I I can appreciate that. Uh, and the Arizona Cardinals, I think they hit thirty. I do. I like it. 31. 17? Things are going to change so much if that continues to happen. Like, seriously, it's going to change so much. What are yeah. defenses going to do? Like, how many great defenses are – we're going so long. Who cares at this point? Right. How many defenses are great in the NFL now that had that has a balanced offense to where they're not on the field all the time? Like, you could say Pittsburgh is a an above-average defense, but they lost Bud Dupree and Matthew – or uh, they lost Bud Dupree. You yeah, know, and, and TJ Watt's been hobbled. Yeah. Their offense is terrible. You've got Buffalo, and you don't know. Buffalo's played some of the worst offenses right. in the league. Miami mm-hmm. and and uh, and Davis Mills and the Houston Texans. Uh, so Cleveland? I mean, I get, yeah, Cleveland, they can get to the quarterback. No doubt about it. And that's the next week. And then Carolina's emerged out of nowhere. A couple of those draft picks hit, and they made some pretty wise moves in free agency, including Hassan Reddick, who's had a good season. So. Yeah. Well, the 49ers are a good defense. Like, you have they to give them credit. They're a good defense. We'll see if the offense can stay on the field long enough to, to give them, you know, to keep them gassing. It's weird, but, like, when you look at the standings, you look at the points against, like, the Niners are the worst team in the NFC West going into week five. Wild. They've, they've given up the most points. So, it is odd. Like, some of the things that you thought you knew are quickly changing, and that happens year to year in the NFL. But, you know, the Niners are going to look to kind of right the ship and get things back and set the tone defensively, no doubt about it. We'll see if the Arizona Cardinals can continue their coin toss streak as well. We'll see that. That's it. If they win the coin toss and they Let's, score more points than the other team, they're going to win again. Let us know what uh, your prediction is in the comments. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. If you listen to us on podcast, thank you so much. Follow along on Twitter at Clancy's Corner, at B-O-B-R-A-C-K, and, of course, at Locked On AZ Cards. Have a great weekend. Of course, we'll talk to you the halftime show, halftime between the Arizona Cardinals and the 49ers. What went right? What went wrong? We're breaking it down, plus your thoughts in the chat. It's always a blast. Join us then Woo! this Sunday, Locked On Cardinals. Talk to you soon.